Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Coming to you live from various locations. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a great (laughs) holiday weekend and is still raging and having a good time. Uh, Day before 4th of July. I am Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave. Bam! B-A-W-L Sports. In your face. Will the GOAT Gottlieb, Will underscore Gottlieb, looking freshly quaffed this afternoon. And freshly behind it's about a seven. Controls, it's our guy, Braggs. Braggs. Bragg, hey, Braggs wrong, had Bragg. a really long day. He's been producing every CHGO bullshit, every CHGO sports show today solo. How you hanging in, Braggs? What's wrong with Braggs, man? Air it out, we're, Greg. Air we're it surviving out. barely, but we're surviving. This, this is, is a safe place, though, right? Thriving, it is not a safe, you guys are not a safe place. What we are definitely no? a safe place. You guys scare you. me. I would you argue we're the safest more than place. anyone. Yeah, I would argue we are the safest place. That is true. I would very much argue we are the safest place. We allow you to air it out, we allow you to have a moment to air what you is on your mind who else is doing that for you man we got you bro know. like say what you feeling man it's all right all right i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited we got some shooters so i'm happy about that okay it doesn't right. sound very confident but i mean come on brags when you messaged us last night saying hey i'm producing all the shows tomorrow they're back to back to back i want to make sure all my ducks are in a row if you could get in your pre-production stuff a little early. I'd appreciate it. Who told you an hour and change later that everything was there waiting for you? <laughs> hey, dude, listen, this the minute I saw, the minute I saw Bragg send that, I said, oh, he don't know Matt, huh? <laughs> I was like, this is about to come can at I, him quick. Can I get a little credit? Can I get a little credit here? <laughs> you made your life simple, Bragg. He's gone. He made your life simple. <laughs> He's gone. Said he ain't going to give a yeah. damn about your credit. He's, he's gone because he had no retort for that whatsoever. No retort for the truth. Uh, <laughs> lots of interesting, fun stuff to get to on today's show. Uh, we will talk about the Bulls officially applying for that disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball, who will miss the entire 23-24 season. We'll also talk a little bit about the big and still yet to fall domino of Damian Lillard officially and finally requesting a trade out of Portland and how might that affect our beloved Bulls. But we start with the big news from just earlier this afternoon from Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN. 
uh, a little after noon Chicago time. He sent out a bomb saying the Bulls have signed forward free agent Tory Craig to a two-year contract, including a player option. Craig averaged 7.4 points, 5.4 boards in 24 minutes a game for the Suns last season. Gentlemen, AK and Eversley told us they would address this team's three-point shooting problem, and they did by re-signing and retaining Kobe White. They did by signing Javon Carter, and now they continue to do so with the addition of Torrey Craig. Will, I know you and our guy Marquet, uh, Big Dave, our guy Kevin Bulldog Anderson over at NBC, lots of people in Bulls Nation have been advocating for the addition of Torrey Craig because he would be a great fit and a great need for this Bulls roster. They went out and got it done. Torrey Craig, two-year deal, is a Chicago Bull. Will, I got to assume you're happy about this, right? Definitely happy. I mean, what did we talk about for the last six months, really even more than that, uh, was shooting and size. And he gives you both of those things. Um, Mark and I, when we were back in the HQ pre-CHGO days, we were talking about trading potentially Patrick Williams for Jeremy Grant because the Bulls were first place in the East at the All-Star break. And you want to go all in around this team. And it was like, should we, you know cash in on this blue chip prospect that we have and go for a power forward. Maybe, maybe not. But if you're not going to do that, then go after a guy like Tory Craig, who can be a vital rotation player who's six, seven, who can defend multiple positions, who can shoot at a pretty high level. Last year was a career high 39 and a half percent for him. We complained every single game last year that the bulls lost the three point attempt battle every single game. We did it 82 times and really 84 because of those two playing games every single day. And they finally got two guys that can really shoot it um, and shoot it a lot. I just tweeted this out, so I'm going to read it to you guys here if you haven't seen it. Torrey Craig took 253 three-pointers last year, which would have been the fifth most on the Bulls. Javon Carter took 337, which would have been the fourth most. Neither player played more than 25 minutes per game. I am looking forward to complaining a lot less this year about the amount of three-pointers that the Bulls took. So uh, if you're going to keep going on this path to the eighth seed to the play-in to a first-round playoff series, this is the way you got to do it. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, everything that you said is is what went through my mind, just all the complaining and yelling about it, but also the fact that I was just talking about Torrey Craig for months. Like, I just thought he was a right fit. I mean, that's why I thought when I when I tweeted out, it was a pretty obvious, you know, selection. Like, it's a pretty obvious fit for the Chicago Bulls to get a guy like Torrey Craig um also also a veteran you know bringing that bringing that to the team as well but i like the fact that they aren't just addressing one thing they're addressing two things with this with these signings that they're making they're addressing the three-point shooting but they're also addressing defense as well like those are awesome two things that the bulls because they're already good at defense we get that they were top five in defense but getting a guy who can shoot the ball you know what I mean? But it's also at the same time, some dogs, you know, like guys who are those 50, 50 balls, they're going after it. You know, they're running through those screens that, you know, guarding multiple positions and also can play those defense, uh, play that defense tough and hard. And I'm not saying Torrey Craig is a world beater on defense, but he's a damn good defender. I can definitely say that for sure. But yeah, I'm just excited about it. And, and 39% was, I believe that's his highest since he's been in the league. I don't expect him to continue to be a, a 39%, 40% three-point shooter. It'd be nice and awesome if he does, but I do expect him to be around 36, 37. 
Uh, that's kind of where I think he, he'll be. But if he wants to continue 40%, please, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. Um, but he's an awesome pick, awesome pickup for the Bulls, man. It fits. Nice, solid two-year deal. I'm interested to see the numbers on it because if they got him for the vet minimum, a couple of y'all owe AK an apology. Like, because that's a, that's a steal if they got him at the minimum. Yeah, we, we could talk about the money. Will, I saw your tweet. You already looked uh, up Tory Craig on spot rack earlier today to see if it was up and it is up uh and this new tory craig deal for the bulls is on spot track but it's listed as an estimated uh contract but they estimate it as two years and uh what five million change an average annual salary of 2.6 million something like that so this is if that is correct this isn't the bulls using the remainder of the mid-level that they use for javon carter and not even the biannual exception that they still theoretically could use it's a veteran minimum is that right yeah that is my read on it as well um for for uh the vet minimum yeah a guy like this i think is really a great signing not just like a value deal but like to compete and beat out all these other teams that would have been going for i mean this is this is what every team wants this is a guy that every single team needs in their rotation um, a, a power forward size player who can shoot it and play 24 minutes a night. You absolutely need that. And to be able to beat out the Phoenixes of the world, uh, the Lakers, the, you know, all the other contenders that just absolutely need a guy like this. Um, it looks like the minimum right now. We'll see if that number comes in any higher. Uh, so just an absolute steal for AK. Um, he did hand out another player option. Um, We'll see what happens with that. But again, for the for the vet minimum, I think that's more than fine. The first thought that I had was, did they promise him a starting spot in the rotation to take this kind of uh, veterans minimum deal um, against all these other options that he potentially had? Did they offer him the most minutes, the biggest role of any of these teams? And that was potentially the reason why he did choose Chicago. We'll see. Um, I could see him coming in and fitting really well next to DeMar and Zach. Um, and in between Vooch, but, um, either way, I mean, I think he's going to play a really vital rotation role. We're talking about taking Javante's minutes and Derek Jones minutes and right. Alex Cruz's minutes at the four. I mean, a bunch of guys that were six, four, six, five to get in some size. And I tweeted this too. Patrick Williams was the only rotation player between the heights of six, six and six, 10 hmm. last year. He's hmm. six, seven. So to get just double that number, you get another real power forward size player. That's really, that's a big deal. No, it, it is. And it also makes me think about when people talk about positionless basketball, which is a thing for sure, but I always feel like positionless basketball only works when you have size. <clears throat> like you can't, being a guy who's 6'3 or 6'1 playing the five is not a thing. So being getting guys like Torrey Craig with that size, like you've mentioned, Will, 6'7, uh, but also I can't emphasize enough just how tough he is. You know, like he really is that kind of guy that the Bulls, Bulls kind of love, you know, that grinder out kind of guy. He really is that kind of person. So combining that with a Javon Carter and a Alex Caruso and tossing that out there, you know, to go against these teams, like that's not a fun night for a four team. It's really not. So I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching him. Um, I already watching his interactions <laughs> with, with Andre Drummond on Instagram, which were pretty hilarious. I don't know if y'all saw it, but it pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just excited to watch him play because watching him in Phoenix and seeing just how he was killing teams, like the first thing that popped into mind was the playoffs because I remember reading the stat, the first three games of the playoffs, he was averaging, I believe, 16, shooting 60% from the field and 
50% from three. And he was one of only like four players doing that in the first three games of the playoffs. And that's a dude who's not a star. You know what I mean? Was used to coming off the bench and doing things like that. But in the big moments, stepping up and not afraid of those kind of moments. And you can't have enough of those guys on your team. If that, that makes you comfortable and should make a guy like Billy Donovan more comfortable with sitting dudes who ain't got it going on that night. If you're saying, yo, you, oh, you don't want to handle this this night. You don't want to rebound. You don't want to get come have a seat next to me. Then Tori, get in there. Javon, get in, you know, you, you can move those guys in there now. So gives him leverage too and more options as a coach. And as you mentioned, Will, just takes those minutes of uh, Derek Jones Jr. and uh, Javante Green, who basically he's an upgrade over those guys. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a great signing on a on a great contract, and yeah, it's a, it's a really good move. A lot of Bulls fans in the comments chiming in with their takes on this. A lot of y'all are hyped and happy with these moves. Uh, I saw somebody said eighth seed, here we come. Um, shout out to AK who gave us a super chat, and he was wondering what you're wondering, Will, which is does Tory Craig start over Patrick Williams? What does the Bulls starting lineup look like with uh, Javon Carter, assuming Kobe? coming off the bench uh shout out to rob one of our regulars who said i start tory craig and javon mainly because i like the chemistry p will and kobe started to develop in that second unit i i think i agree although the other thing i would uh, i would uh, pose out there is i don't think it's a bad thing if the bulls come into training camp and billy has a few different positions that guys are competing for as far mm-hmm. as the starting five you know, is, is Kobe going to be competing with Javon Carter to start in the backcourt alongside Zach Levine? Is Torrey Craig going to be pushing Patrick Williams for that starting spot at power forward? We, we, we still have Alex Caruso kicking around. We know that Billy liked starting him, especially down the stretch uh, of this past season. I honestly don't know what this team starting five is going to be, but I do know that Carter and now Craig are legitimate options to be not just in Billy's rotation, but in this team starting five. Yeah. And I think they actually will start. I mean, a lot can change between now and mid October when games actually kick off. But I mean, when you do have a three man group of Vooch, Damar and Zach, who they all like being in the paint, right? Like Vooch likes to operate from the elbows of the blocks um, Damar is going to be at the nail, be at the elbows and Zach either getting downhill or getting into the mid range area, you need spacing around that. And when you have guys that are going to pump fake out of threes, uh, step on the sideline or, you know, drive back into traffic, you're, you're just swimming upstream and you're, you're not maximizing, you're making life harder around your star players to get guys that are actually going to not only just get shots up, but like hunt shots. Uh, Javon Carter is a guy who's going to like, like sidestep into threes rather than, you know, uh, attack a closeout and and run into help. Like these guys are going to get shots up. They're going to force the defense to contest and get out to them. And that's going to create so much more space in the middle for DeMar, for Zach and for Vooch to, to really optimize them and make them look better. We talked a lot last year about how those guys are like a, a net neutral or a net negative in terms of net rating over the course of the year. I think, a large, a large part of that is due to the fact that they did not have the right players around them. They didn't have the right spacing to, to help make them as good as they need to be. So we can maybe talk about like the direction and, you know, the, the race for eight and all that stuff. But like, if you're going to go for it and, and AK was, you know, adamant that that was the direction he was going to choose. He was going to continue forward with this group or a rebuild was not on the table. 
if this is the direction he's going to go, those are the kind of players that you're going to get. So um, I think I think they really do a good job to maximize. And then, you know, we talked about it last year too, putting Kobe and Patrick together on the bench, letting them operate together and sort of um, play against lesser second units, play together and sort of build chemistry that hopefully you're looking at a long-term duo that the Bulls have um, to be able to grow and, you know, potentially take over as the next team. I, I really like them playing together. You get Caruso in there, and I think he'll probably close games um, at the very least, if not start a lot of the games and finish down the stretch of the season, depending on how the, the race for the playoffs looks. But um, I just think those guys fit really well next to Zach Wuch and Tamar, and that's been, I think, one of the low-key sort of areas of need more than anything else was just like guys that optimize that big three and just the, the skill sets that they have in terms of two-way play, in terms of getting shots up, I think they really, really help. Yeah, and you're right. Like, the main three of the starting lineup, we know what it is. It's Vooch, it's Damar, it's Zach. We know those are set. Everybody else is the point, the one and the four is pretty much open. One, because there's nobody really there. And the four, because Patrick didn't put a stamp on it and say, hey, this is my position, this belongs to me. So it's open. And everything Will said is correct. Uh, what Tory Tory Craig can bring to that lineup uh, with that, and also what, which is one of my favorite things, is the IQ of the team is now elevated because Tory Craig is a very, very intelligent basketball player. So along with Javon Carter, who's a very, very intelligent basketball player, so the IQ is now raised uh, on your squad, and that just makes me even more excited. So you got a guy who know when to cut, who who know when to step back and. Uh, um, be at the three-point line who'll know when to give DeMar that space or might know more of what Vooch is playing because if you're putting higher IQ guys with Nikola Vucevic who loves it when guys are moving and cutting and slashing because if you notice that's when he finds those kind of guys when they're doing those things you put guys like that with him that's going to be a successful recipe right there for your team to have success so you want more of those things around your best players and you mentioned the bench like it just adds to that depth. Now, like you mentioned, Kobe and Pat, and now you're also looking, uh, putting Drummond with that as well, who, who'll be coming off the bench with him. So it all works. It all makes the depth better on this team, kind of puts everybody in a comfortable position of where they want to be. Again, nothing is set at, at the two positions I mentioned, but it feels like more comfort uh, with that starting five and with guys who like coming off the bench, you know, who still want to fight to be in the starting lineup, but just not might be there yet as far as being better than uh, what's ahead of them. I like that idea. You know what I mean? And even when now there are injuries that will happen or might happen to this team going forward, now you have some depth. Now I don't have to worry about putting somebody 6'4 at the four anymore, you know? Like, so it kind of adds to that uh, as well, man. So it just, it just makes me excited, honestly. I, it just makes me excited and a little happy um, that the Bulls have addressed not only the needs that they needed on the floor, but also like needs mentally that this team was lacking as well. Uh, all right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. Lots more to get to. I see a lot of you in the comments asking about Lonzo and the DPE and what the Bulls might do with that. We will address that on the back end of the show. We'll also dive into the fun Dame Lillard trade request stuff. While we are sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. Shout out to each and every one of you who gave us a like. We appreciate it. And of course, if you aren't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Big Dave, 
Who's up first? So talking to my guy, uh, Baby Joey, he likes to text. So Baby Joey. Shots. Uh, just saying what's up and everything. Uh, he was looking at the quaffness on you, Will. He said he approves. He likes the Superman curl that you got happening. He's digging it. Uh, so he's rocking with that pack. He doesn't know what to feel about your tank top right there. He's not used to seeing you like this. but I was Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. So I tell him this is when you're at your happiest. So he's never really seen that before because, you know, he hasn't been on this earth this long. So he's just figuring it out, man. So it's all right, though. But one thing he does like, sir, one thing he understands is that everybody is going to have some shady rays on their face. And that is definitely going to make him a happy human being because he don't understand why glasses have to cost so much money for you to look so damn good. It shouldn't be that way. Well, Shady Rays feels the same thing. Their independent sunglasses company offers that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever put on your wonderful face. The durable frames, the extremely clear optics for your outdoor, and as that sleeveless human being has proven, your indoor adventures. And also, they have the MatPack Lost and Broken Replacements plan. So let's say toss that hat, and it goes against the wall, and it goes splat. That means the glasses are going to go crack. All of that rhymed, by the way. Guess what? He can send it back. There's an extra rhyme just for you. And Shady Rays will send him a brand new pair of glasses, no questions asked. Or let's say you got a pair and a style that you might have seen. You'd be like, man, Baby Joey look cool in these. And you realize you can't be as cool as Baby Joey. And then you send those back and you can get yourself a style that fits you and your personality. As long as you send it within 30 days, they will send you that pair for free, y'all. There's no risk when you shop and their team always has your back. So, exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays giving away the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off of two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Try for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people because it's Shady Rays. Well, the Rays are oh so shady. Oh so shady. Uh, want to give a shout out to Jasmine at customer service of Shady Rays because as I told y'all on that Austin trip a few weeks ago, I did mm-hmm. break a pair of Shady Rays. I remember they, they are getting delivered today, today wow. up here at my parents' house in the Bufu Woods of Northern Michigan, just in time to bring them on our Vegas trip. So I got two pairs of Shady Rays on the Vegas trip because you can mm-hmm. never have too many pairs. But I mean, come on. Yeah. She processed my request, fulfilled it on its way. I'm tracking it with UPS. It's going to be here by the end of the day. Shout All out right. to Shady Rays. Much, much well respect. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at ComEd, whose energy efficiency <laughs> program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage that energy usage and lower your energy bills now and into the future. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their great territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Goat, I know. I can see it on your face. You're, you're just thinking it's, it's, <laughs> it sounds great, but please explain to me how this works. Can you please explain to me how this works? <laughs> I can't. It's as easy as adding an actual two-way player who plays defense and shoots and has some size. It's that easy. Mm. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. 
These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers receive a report detailing those energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation comes with estimated energy savings as well as cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, one, kudos. That's awesome. Two, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free, F-R-E-E, free facility assessment. Go to comment.com slash powering biz. I just, sorry, can you say that? Comed.com slash powering biz. That's right, Will. The, the perfectly coiffed hair may have gotten in your ears a little bit, yeah. so I'll give it to you one more time. It's comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z biz. Schedule your appointment today. All right, y'all. Uh, the biggest news, perhaps, of the weekend in the frenzy of NBA free agency, the word that NBA fans were sick of hearing about, straddling the fence is it happening is it not finally i believe it was saturday saturday afternoon Woj tweeted that damian lillard has officially requested a trade leaving the portland trailblazers and that the franchise is expected to work with him to accommodate him to send him to a new team now Subsequent tweets from Woj and others listed a bunch of different teams that Dame is interested in going to, notably the Miami Heat, blurg, gross, barf, I hate it. Uh, The Clippers were on that list. The 76ers are on that list of teams. Um, I I think I even saw somebody say, hey, the Suns, why not? Go go over to Phoenix. Everybody's going to Phoenix. Um, From a Bulls fan's perspective, though, what what is the most interesting part of this to you guys? Is it what this means for the draft pick that Portland still owes the Bulls if they want to include draft capital in said Dame trade? Or is it, could the Bulls actually get involved in this trade? I don't think anybody really expects the Bulls to be a legitimate suitor to land Dame in a trade, but people have been talking about some of his uh, desired destinations not really having enough to offer in exchange for Dame in a trade and that it might become a three-team trade that maybe the Bulls could be that third team in said trade, and that maybe even Zach Levine, who the Bulls are still receiving phone calls about, might be included in said three-team t- trade involving the Blazers and Damian Lillard. What do you guys think of, think about first when it comes to the Dame trade request finally happening and how it relates to the Bulls? Dave, I'll start with you. Well, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to adhere to his demand of – of what we've been hearing lately is he only wants to go to the heat and he only wants to play for the heat. Like he is focused on that team. And I wonder if Portland is going to adhere to that and say, sure, we'll try to work something out because it doesn't feel like that. Um, One, let me, let me answer the first part. Yes. I'm very excited that he actually said it. Like he said it, he said it. Yeah. He said it. Like, I'm happy. He said it like, good, wonderful. Thank you for putting it out there. We can move on with our lives. And, but now Portland knows that he's ready to go so we can find a package, but they're not just going to let him go for nothing. And I think that's the right move. Like, I know you want to go to Miami. I get that, but I'm not just going to hand it to you like that. That's just not going to be the case. So if I can't find the right deal with the Miami Heat, then guess what? My boy, you can't just go to Miami like that. You know, just not the case. Or So it feels like it might still be a little infighting between the two because Dane can play the hey I've been very loyal to you card and they're like yeah but we wanted you to stay (laughs) we didn't want you to leave but you want to go kind of situation so it's still 
it's still soap soap opery to me. You know what I'm saying? It's still got those elements in there because it's nothing, you know, set in stone about how it's going to end up. But it does make me interested though, Matt, to hear the Bulls name continue to pop up and stuff like this, especially as a third team. Um, I still don't believe Zach Levine will be a part of any of it. I think if if it comes down to a third team and that's the case, then Zach Levine will not be the one that's being traded. It will be somebody else. It will be a DeMar. It will be somebody else. But it won't be Zach because the Bulls have made it clear that he's A1. So they are focused on Zach Levine. So I don't see them being a part of that unless it's something astronomical they're, they're getting back, as they stated. So, but it's fun because my team's not in it. Um, as far as that, uh, I'll let Will speak on the other stuff as far as the draft picks and things like that and how it affects that. But right now, man, I'm very entertained and it's fun to watch. And it makes it, it makes the days more fun for me leaning up to the summer league. So, and I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Let, let's now hear from the man who tweeted the side eye emoji only tweet. <laughs> over the weekend when the Dame stuff was swirling, driving Bulls fans crazy in his replies. Where, Will, where are you landing? I was just tweeting. Right I was just making sure that people could still see my tweets because over the weekend, you know, there's the rate limiting and I was having a hard time with that. You know, like Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> I'm just on Twitter all the time. So I just, I wanted to make sure that people, you know, they, they knew I was still there. I, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to make them think that I was just team blue sky now. Um, that's that's all I have to say about that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, the the Dame thing, it's just like it's time. Like, let's just do it and move on. I'm kind of yeah. tired of it. It's like the Bradley Beal thing meets Kevin Durant. You know, it's been, <laughs> but it's been happening for years, right? I mean, this has been years. It was like first it was you can't have Dame and CJ together, and then they went to the conference finals, and then it was like, well, you, they're too small. They're not going to be able to get over. The, I just it's time. And um, I hope that he gets to go to a place where he actually has a chance to win. I don't want that to necessarily be in the Eastern conference, but it seems like those are kind of the the places where he might be heading. Um, So we'll just have to see, but it's, it is a situation I think closer to KD in the sense that you don't just like give Portland salary cap relief for Damian freaking Lillard. So Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a whole lot of assets going back to Portland um, you know, there's this, there's this narrative about like loyalty in the NBA, right? Like, well, you know, Dame has been so loyal. The, the franchise should now like repay the favor by sending him to a team that he wants to go to, even if it means that they're not able to get as much back. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like cold hearted, but like, he's the one that asked for the trade. Right. You got to do what's best for you. He's got to do what's best for him. Like if he wants to go somewhere else, then you're going to send him somewhere else. And you can try to work with him, but you're trading away a franchise icon, one of the best players in Portland Trailblazers history. You got to get as much back as you possibly can. And the Miami Heat don't have the best offer. Maybe that's Brooklyn. Maybe it's another team, but they do not have the goods that I think uh, Portland is really going to want and need in order to trade him. Um, so I could see this dragging on. I think there definitely could be a third team involved. And it seemed like the Bulls were going to be that team for a little bit. But to me, it's like, I don't see how the Bulls could be a third team involved without either the Bulls and or the Blazers getting just like completely hosed in that conversation. Right. Because right. it would be like, right. it would be like Zach to the Blazers, right? Um, Tyler Hero and like Duncan Robinson or something to the Bulls. 
and Dame to the Heat. And then like whose picks are going where? Like the Heat don't have any picks. Uh, the Blazers are certainly not giving up extra picks to move off of Damian Lillard. Do you get off Nurkic and, and how does that factor in? They've got like, you know, Jaime Hawkins and Nikola Jovic in Miami. Where, where do they go? But like if the Bulls are moving off Zach Levine, it's not going to be to like get Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, right? So I agree. I think that just like it doesn't really work. And definitely there was some noise around that. And I'm glad nothing happened because as I've talked about, and I want to clarify again, because I've been, you know, steadfast in this, in this, um, in this thesis, which is that like, it, I'm fine if you trade Zach, but you have to get stuff back for him. You have to get a lot back for him. And I think it's fair to sell a little bit lower than you might've wanted a little bit lower than the going rate for a star last summer, which was like three picks, a swap and a good young player. I would be surprised if the Bulls could get any of that. And it doesn't seem like there are as many suitors for Zach as there were for Donovan Mitchell or DeJounte Murray last summer. But you still got to get a lot for him. You don't just dump him. And I think that's... Uh, the, the fact that people are talking about Zach like he's like Tyler Hero plus is like right. just kind of insulting. Like Zach Levine is really, really good. You cannot just like get rid of him to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, because the other piece of this is like... Desmond Bain just signed a max contract. Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards. Um, Jeremy Grant just got $35 million a year. Sabonis got a max ex extension. Um, Zach Levine's contract is going to start to look pretty average here for, for a caliber, uh, for the player of his caliber. So um, I do start to Louder feel for the people more, in the back. Yeah, Gee, I, I, do feel, <laughs> I do feel like it's, you know, there is maybe a little bit more um, a little less urgency, I should say, to move him now. I still think you do it if you get the right offer because I'm just, even with Torrey Craig, even with Siobhan Carter, even with Kobe on this deal, even with Vooch on his deal, I just don't believe that this group has a high enough ceiling to where everybody's untouchable. So if you get the right offer, I think you still move him. But I think the way that the market views Zach right now is just not in line with how the Bulls should be viewing him mm -hmm. um so in that sense like you're just not going to find a common ground so all of that to say i don't really see the bulls being involved in a damien lair thing um i think they've probably sniffed around and, and asked about dame um but i don't really see them as like a legitimate um contender for the dame sweepstakes and i certainly don't think zach is going to go to the blazers and the bulls are going to get like a bunch of high-end role yeah. players low-end like I don't even want to call Tyler Hero a star player because he's just not. Um, so I, I just don't know if I believe that. But um, I do think the the landscape of the NBA is still going to be waiting on those guys. And look, the Bulls have been shopping or taking calls on Zach Levine all offseason. Something could still happen. But Dame and James Harden, but certainly Dame, are going to be the first dominoes here. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. And hopefully it doesn't drag on all summer. Oh God! Uh, yes. <laughs> you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the the Jeremy Grant contract that happened in that list of players who signed big deals. Will I, I think it was our guy Geo in the comments a while ago who said like, "Wow, that Jeremy Grant contract—that's an overpay, right?" Certainly looks like that. 
And I saw somebody on Twitter uh, when that Grant news dropped say, like, dude, that's such a solid friend move from Dame to wait until Grant made that deal <laughs> with that contract before actually requesting the trade. Because do the Blazers yeah. sign Jeremy Grant to all that money? No. If they know Dame <laughs> is officially going to ask out, probably not. Uh, but even Jeremy Grant, Dame. I mean, $32 million a year. The cap is rising roughly 8 10% every year. It's a yeah. five-year deal. It's an overpay, but that's not going to look that bad towards the end of it. And he's like 28, 29. Um, he's going to be paid through like the back end and the middle of his prime. I don't hate that. And I think it's going to be tradable. If you're the Blazers, though, and Dame's requesting out, you probably want to find a, a home for him outside mm -hmm. of Portland to just get off that contract, get off Nurkic's contract and really reset but um, I really don't, I mean, it's a lot of money and it's going to be hard to move when there's five years left, but I don't think that's like the worst contract in the world. Kyrie got a ton of money. Um, these guys, they're just, everybody's getting a lot of money. So, I, but I think it sort of um, dilutes the the market value of, you know, a, a, a max player like Zach. Yeah. And like the comment says, Van Vliet as well. It just, it, those contracts are not going to look as bad if everybody has them. And I think, and I, and I agree with that, Will, but I think people are also just looking at, the caliber of player as far as that's concerned. Like you mentioned like Kyrie or even Dan Fleet or, or, you know, whoever's getting these big deals like Sabonis and those guys, you can kind of look at them and be like, yeah, I see why y'all got paid. And Jeremy Grant, you're like, yeah, you know, because of the caliber of player that he is. So I'm sure the contract's going to look better as, as it goes on, but it's just putting him in that category with those guys, as far as money is concerned, it would give guys like me, like word, like shout out to you, but word, <laughs> but again, that's that's the new salary cap. Like Word. that's how it is every year. There's sticker shock, and everybody's like, "Why did Dylan Brooks just get you know a four year, eighty million dollar contract?" But like that's maybe what Patrick Williams is going to get. That's like good role player, high end, big wing, caliber money now. But like that was you know almost Derrick Rose's max contract in 2011. I mean, it's just totally different world. Yeah, yeah. Rex, did you want to weigh in, buddy? Yeah, I, well, I'm feeling neglected. You guys are ignoring me, even when I'm changing your uh, headliners on your name. I was, I was oh, wondering I how that was happening. <laughs> I like mine. Great limit exceeded. Yeah. Earlier, I put loves baby Joey, but that's okay. You don't have to pay attention to me. I'm an idiot in the background. Oh, uh, we have a few. Right. We have, we have, <laughs> put all that whining, man. <laughs> we have a few super chats. I didn't know if you wanted to get to them now. Uh, there's a couple that um pertain to your next topic but saw bookman our guys over from P phnx said, shout out love shout out what Agreed. up buddy yeah better call saw uh see you in vegas in a few days on. buddy and then um we had a couple here from um ak here 499 super chat with javon carter bulls a point of attack Javon Carter, I apologize. Javon Bulls point of attack D will be better with Craig helping on perimeter, putting Vooch in a better position to defend the paint. And look, I mean, they got Valid upgrades point. on the defensive end and they were a top five defense last year. They also got yeah. two mm -hmm. super high level shooters. I mean, these signings make the team a lot better. Um, I don't see how you could argue otherwise. You might not agree with the direction, but if this mm -hmm. is the direction they're going, this is how you accomplish it. Yeah, yeah. It's our direction. Uh, look, get better. That's it. Shout out to AK. Always appreciate the uh, super chats. I did see there was that other one. I believe it was just Joe, and it was a question about the DPE. So we will 
We'll get to that yeah. after the break because we're going to talk about Lonzo and the DPE after our second ad break. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the Super Chats. Last thing on, on the Dame stuff, and then we can move on. Assuming that the Blazers don't need to convey this pick to the Bulls to deal with that so that they can do other things involved in the Dame trade because it's not likely that they would be sending out picks along with Damian Lillard. The most likely outcome as far as how it affects the Bulls is this signifies a rebuild for Portland or certainly a less talented team if you take Damian Lillard off of it. And then that means this lottery protected pick that Portland still owes the Bulls is going to get delayed and delayed and delayed. And, you know, maybe they'll write the ship and it'll be a quick turnaround. But is it is it 2028, Will, when that conveys and turns into a second round pick instead of a first round pick? Yep. Lottery protected every year until 2028, at which point the pick becomes a second. So certainly looking a lot less likely to convey. Um, and that I think makes the Lowry trade look that much worse, right? You got like a year, two years of Derek Jones Jr. playing third string center and a 2028 second round pick for a all-star player and Larry Markkinen, not the best, but um, Scoot Henderson, really good. Shaden Sharp, potential to be really good. So maybe something clicks with them and, you know, a year or two of getting higher level draft picks and you've still got some good role guys and Jeremy Grant and all that. Maybe they make a run, get in through the plan. Who knows? But it's certainly looking a lot less likely. Super. Just, just <laughs> awesome. Love it. Great news. Uh, all right. We'll take our second break. We'll come back and dive into the other big Bulls news from over the weekend. The Bulls applying for the DPE for Lonzo Ball. Uh, hit that thumbs up if you haven't done it for us yet. We appreciate it. It'll take you not even a second. Make sure you subscribe to CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Yeah, those thumbs, just like the Vooch ones right there on the screen. Uh, Big Dave, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first, and then you you can go second. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at FOCO that have all of your needs for merch as a Chicago sports fan. It's summertime. It's baseball season. Get everything you need for tailgates, for going to the game, hats, polos, bags, whatever you need in the world of your sports fandom this summer, you can get it at FOCO. That's FOCO.com. Shout out to them. Also, when you see us doing our uh, shows live from set downtown Chicago, a lot of the stuff that's decorating our sets behind us in both studios A and B were donated by FOCO. We appreciate them for that. So check them out because not only can you get everything you need for your Chicago sports fan summer, but you could do so with a discount with our promo code CHGO. Check out FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com or click the link in the description below here on YouTube. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. FOCO.com. Mm-hmm. So AG1, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's called. And that's what you need to put in your body, put in your system to be a more awesome human being. How do I know it works? I could sit here and tell you stories of how much I drink of it and just how amazing my skin looks and just how incredible of a human being I am. We get that. I can tell you about my man, Matt Peck over here who wasn't drinking it before, but now drinks it daily. He replaced that V8 with some AG1 and now he's even more non-negative. <laughs> some people call that positive yeah i didn't want to say the p word i didn't want to do that (laughs) but the person who we got to talk to is the one who started it all and that is will the goat godly he is the one that has been on this for the longest and as usual 
Will is always ahead of the curve. Will, you're still taking your AG1, sir. I'm like the drop in dimes of, of AG1. I'm like that Twitter account that just has all the scoops. I'm ahead of the curve, but it's with AG1. It's not, I heard it's, not with, oh, I heard <laughs> it's not with those kind of scoops. He's ahead of the curve, taking his AG1 all the time. That's how the quaffness stays what it is, ladies and gentlemen. Those 75 high-quality ingredients that give key daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. Oh, these are all awesome things that you would need, sir. The benefits, and it helps just about everybody take great care of your health, and you can do it every single day doesn't matter the time of day that you do it doesn't matter how much you do it but it's a nice little habit to have is scooping out some ag1 y'all so if you want to get down with the ag to one say what if your solution is what you need then try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five of those free ag1 travel packs those are the goat favorites with your first purchase Go to drinkag1.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's drinkag1.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. Check it out. Because it's AG1. You still scoop it. You still dump it. You still shake it. You still drink it. And then what you still do, go. You still feel it. You still feel it. You know, I'm out of town. I'm out here living the Mish life with the fam right now for the 4th of July holidays. I'm going straight from here out to Vegas where we're all going to go cover summer league. You know, I brought my travel packs with me, baby. Mm. Bunch of them, bunch of them. Every day gets a travel pack of AG one. When you going to start handing it out to your nieces, man, (sighs) do they need, you know, they're fine. They're They're young and healthy. (laughs) They're young and healthy. They They don't need supplements yet. I need supplements to keep up with them. Yeah, Unky Matt. Yeah, I can see that. Unky Matt's <laughs> going to need that. You're right. You're right about I, that. Unky Matt is missing out on lake time right now. My nieces are both in inflatable flamingos splashing around, and I'm here talking about the goddamn bulls oh. because I love all you as well as them out there mm-hmm. in their inflatable well, flamingos. Um, you, all right. So last thing on the docket today, <laughs> it is the bulls finally officially applying for the disabled player exception. That news came to us from Sham Sharanya uh, over the weekend. The Chicago Bulls have applied to the NBA for a DPE worth one worth $10.2 million due to injury of Lonzo Ball, who's expected to miss the entire 2023-24 season. Sources tell the Athletic. Um, so a lot of people in the comments wondering, okay, so we got Javon Carter, we got Torrey Craig, re-sign Vooch, re-sign Kobe. Can we still use this if the bulls are granted it and it's it's probably going to be granted considering everything we know about lonzo's injury situation so if that's the case uh will you clarify with a tweet of your own it does still apply to the bulls cap and the fact that whether they are a tax-paying team or a non-tax-paying team so with the contracts they've signed thus far in free agency even if the league does grant the Bulls this half of Lonzo's salary, uh, $10.2 million DPE, if they spend all of it on some player, that could then trigger the Bulls entering the luxury tax, correct? Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a couple of different ways that it works right now. And just to sort of lay out the rules, the reason that this is a $10.2 million exception is because it's 
worth half the player's salary up to um, up to the mid-level exception, which is $12.4 million this year. So that is why that's the number. And then uh, as you can see here on this graphic, thank you, Braggs, um, you can only take in a player via trade, via claim, or via free agency in the last year of their contract. Um, and finally, this does not mean salary relief, meaning this $10.2 million is not wiped off the books. It still lives there, but because the bulls are over the salary cap, um, but still below the luxury tax, they have these exceptions, right? The biannual exception, the mid-level exception. This would be a third exception that they can use to take in a player who, again, has to be in the final year of their contract and make no more than $10.2 million. So um, with that in mind, and the numbers are changing every day with, with the uh, Tory Craig signing, and depending on what happens here with Io, he still has not um, accepted or declined his $5.2 million qualifying offer. Um, the Bulls could still work something out with him where he's making less than that. They could wipe him off um, entirely and, and he'll enter unrestricted free agency and potentially sign with another team. But right now they are $5.6 million under the luxury tax with two roster spots remaining. So they can use the $4.5 um, uh, $4 million biannual exception to get them pretty much up to the tax and then use a minimum contract on that final spot. Uh, they could use... I think it's like 5.7 remaining of the mid-level exception. Um, or if they get granted the DPE, they could use some of that. So really, I don't think that they have any real reason to use it right now. Um, and it also may or may not get approved by the league. And I've done some digging around. And basically what I've heard from one person is that um, there's really no timetable for this sort of thing. It just kind of depends on a case-by-case -case basis. The other person I talked to said, um, it could be as soon as two to four weeks because there's such a history with Lonzo and, and him not playing. So my guess is the way that they use this is they figure out the, the final two roster spots, whether that's veteran minimum, biennial exception, remaining mid-level exception, or some combination, and they hang on to this DPE. And if during the middle of the season, around the trade deadline, they're feeling good, they're in a top six seed, maybe they're fourth, and they're feeling like they've got a chance to make a run here, the Bucks aren't looking good. Maybe there's an injury or who knows what. Then they might use that DPE to send out a player into another team's cap space and take back a $10.2 million contract that they could just absorb into that exception would put them into the luxury tax. But if they're serious and they say they really want to compete and they think that they're a top four seed, then that would be the time to use that. I don't necessarily think they're going to use it right now during free agency and um, I think if they're going to do anything, it would be the biannual or the, rem the remaining portion of the mid-level. So all that to say, I wouldn't put too much stock into this right now. I think it's going to be a use as needed, if needed situation at the deadline uh, where they can trade for a player in the last year of his contract. Um, and right now they'll continue to just fill out the roster spot with veterans minimums or the remaining uh, exceptions that they already do have. Yeah, I think this is pretty much going as as we all uh, thought it would. And I can't say as we hoped it would, because I don't think anybody hoped Lonzo would be in this position where he's going to be out playing basketball for an entire season. But it's pretty much where we all thought two and it, a half seasons with him. Two and a half, right. But it's just a sad situation uh, all around for myself. Um, I'm happy that he's okay, just personally you know, and, and his personal life and things that he's doing like that. I'm happy he's okay there. Basketball uh, is pretty secondary, but 
Um, AK, when he, you know, offered the update saying he was off his crutches and he's doing those things, you know, that stuff's good to hear. But uh, I like it now because they know, you know, facing the reality of him not playing uh, this season, uh, we don't know as far as him and his career uh, going forward, um, but we'll see. But I, it's pretty much what we expected as far as what the Bulls would do and what what they kind of should do. So, and I guess I'll ask you this, Will. What what do you think this means for Lonzo, though, like going forward? Like, is this is this kind of writing on the wall for him as far as the Bulls saying um, maybe this might be the end? Not necessarily. Um, this is not the career ending or medical career ending um, provision, which would basically be like medical retirement, where that would be a situation where you would wipe his entire salary off the books. He would get paid through insurance, but it wouldn't count towards the Bulls cap sheet. Um, when, when AK ruled him out for the season after the draft, this is to be expected. Um, I think it would have been a little strange had they not applied for it. Um, the first that they, they could do this, I tweeted something that, that was not entirely correct. Um, but the first they, they could do this was the first day of the new league year, which was on the first. So they applied for it on the second. Uh, it could take a month or however long to get approved, at which point then they'd be able to decide how they want to utilize it. If at all, they don't have to use it. Um, so I don't think this really means anything for Lonzo other than what they've already told us, which is that he's going to be out for the year. Um, it would, you know, should they decide to use it again next year or apply to use the exception um, or, or wipe him out from their con or from their salary books entirely with the medical retirement clause, that would be a separate story. But for me, this is just, he's going to be out for this year. And now we've got this extra tool in our back pocket to be able to use if we decide we want to. Uh, Braggs, you want to throw up that super chat from, I think it was Joe, uh, talking about Lonzo and the DPE. Um, you know, I, Bulls fans are, are justifiably curious about this. Uh, Just Joe said, who would you guys want them to use the DPE on? Uh, Will, I saw you quote tweeted, I believe it was KLA Hoops the other day, yep. compiling a list of potential DPE guys who would qualify with those parameters of last, last year of a current contract, at or below that $10.2 million mark, all those things. Uh, the list that you guys collectively compiled, DeLon Wright, Isaiah Hardenstein, Royce O'Neal, Thad Young, Killian Hayes, Kyle Anderson, Zach Collins, Gallinari, Rudy Gay, Farkin' Korkmaz, and Mike Mascala. Do any of those names stick out to you guys? I know we talked a year or so ago about maybe Hardenstein being a target for the Bulls to, to beef up their front court. Um, I mean, I, I still like Hardenstein. I think he's a great player. He's the name that would stick out to me. Obviously, Bulls fans familiar with Thad Young. I don't know if anybody out there is clamoring for Thad Young round two. Um, what, what do you guys think? Is there somebody you actually want them to spend this DPE money on if it gets approved? That's, I mean, it's funny because Hardenstein, you know, you can talk about now, but I don't think they would do that because there's not a fit for him uh, anymore here, especially with Drummond, you know, opting back in. So, uh, I think they'll pass on that. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, Corkmaz, I guess I'd look at. I'm just, I'm, that's, I'm just he thinking shoot. shooters. Yeah, I'm he just thinking shoot. shooters and things like that right now about Gallinari. The Bulls he can, can shoot. Uh, Gallinari can, but he scares me because of the injury. That scares me. Yeah, he's, and he he's been broken. And he already for turned a while. the Bulls. Yeah, he already turned the Bulls down once. So, so <laughs> it's all right. You know, he like stay over there. We're good. 
Um, so I'm okay with that. Um, Thad Young, I think it would be cool just for as far as a reunion and it's Zach Levine's guy. Um, I know we were clamoring for Thad Young a, a year ago, you know, like, man, this team really needs that. So a older, a year older Thad or what that would look like. I don't know. I don't think the options are really great. Um, but there's still some stuff available depending on what they really need. Um, and I guess, well, like I'll, I'll ask you, is this something that they have to use before the season starts or can they see or they can kind of fill out, you know what I mean? Uh, this roster, uh, as it's going forward and see what they're kind of missing as, you know, as it progresses in months. I believe that the last day for, for last season, I remember looking this up. I think it's like in sometime in early March was the last day you could use it. So buyout season. Um, so they could use it at the trade deadline. They could use it here in this off season. They could use it on the buyout market. Um, my guess is that, I mean, they basically have a 10 man rotation right now, right? Like you've got um, your, uh, let's see if we can just rattle off the names here. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's Kobe, um, Javon Carter, Caruso, Levine, DeRozan, Pat Williams, Torrey Craig, Vucevic, Drummond. That's nine. And then, you know, you've also got Dalen Terry. You've got Julian Phillips, potentially Io back. So you've got a pretty deep rotation. My guess is that the way they're going to use this is if a Alec Burks or, um, I don't know, a player of that caliber who can actually really be a rotation piece in the playoffs comes available. You know, the Pistons just are not doing so hot. And, you know, that's the direction they decide to go. They could maybe move that Blazers pick or send out um, one of the other guys, get one of these players in to fill a role that they decide they need at some point during the season. Maybe there's an injury and, you know, mm-hmm. Alex Crusoe is out for a couple of weeks and you really, you know, you're in that race for the fourth or fifth spot and you really want to bolster your rotation and see if you can stay, um, stay afloat there without him. That, I think that's kind of the best use case for them right now because you can get a good player with 10 million bucks, but it's not going to be like a franchise changing talent. So I think strategically speaking, you want to bring in somebody who you know is going to play the biggest role, right? You don't want to just like get a 11th man with this. And so I would be a little bit surprised if they did use it right away. The other piece is um, they're about 5.6, as I said, million dollars below the tax right now with two million to spend, but they are hard capped because of the fact that they used more than $5 million of the mid-level exception. So they can't go over 172, depending on how they use this throughout the season. Maybe they send out some money um, and that keeps them below the 172. But I don't think that they is there's a world where they keep below the first apron, which again, they haven't even gone on the tax yet. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But I don't think there's a world where they go uh, above the first apron, they can't even do that. So they would have to move some money out in order to bring in the full 10.2. Um, so we'll see if they even decide to do that, if they go in the tax at all. But like just thinking ahead in terms of what's the most they could do with this, they would have to send out some money in order to bring back that caliber of player. Um, Brett in the comments saying maybe a dumb question, but why apply for it if they aren't going into luxury tax anyway, AKA, you know, why apply for it if you're not going to use it? And what you're saying, Will, is basically if they get approved for it, it keeps their options open because Breaking they could theoretically emergency. use this throughout the season, throughout the 23, 24 season. It's not like they need to get approved for this DPE and then sign a guy to it right now before the season starts. They could just have it at their disposal. 
And I think other Bulls fans were fairly questioning last season. Why were we not applying for this DPE for Lonzo last season? Some people within the Bulls organization were still holding out hope that after his last, last surgery, that Lonzo would ramp up, resume activities, do his rehab, and come back and play at the tail end of the 22-23 season. That clearly did not happen, but that's why they didn't apply for it. And, I mean, in their defense, when the Bulls front office thought that Pat Williams was done for the year in, like, game four or five when he hurt his wrist against the Knicks in the previous season, the 2021 season, they did apply for the DPE for Patrick Williams and they got denied. And it turned out that Pat came back and played at the tail end of that season. So and actually, it's not like the bulls just weren't applying for it last year. Cause they didn't know they could. And I've seen some bulls fans <laughs> like make that accusation because it helps their argument that AK and Eversley are profoundly stupid and we can all rattle off the questionable decisions they've made, but uh, they know what the DPE is and they're applying for it now they didn't apply for it then for that reason. If they apply for it and get it and don't sign somebody to it right away, it doesn't mean they won't use it eventually this season. And just to tag on to a point that you um, glossed over there, even if Lonzo were to come back at some point next season, which, you know, AK said he was out for the year, but he also said if he can come, come back, great. Even if he does come back, the disabled player exception if if they bring in a player using the DPE, that player could still be on the team. So like you could have both. It wouldn't affect the DPE player. It wouldn't prevent you know your injured player from being able to come back. There's a world where you know they sign a 10.2 million dollar player and then Lonzo comes back. Um, again, I think that is like probably the least likely of all scenarios, but it is a possibility. They would have to get approved. They would have to use it. They would have to trade somebody out. They would have to bring somebody in, and then you know Lonzo would have to come back. So again. Super unlikely, but just in terms of the way that the rule works, um, I totally agree with you, Matt. They are keeping their doors open. Um, they have some optionality here. Of course, they have to get approved. Um, and if they don't get approved, you would need to wait 90 more days. And I think that's part of the reason why they didn't apply again after Patrick is three months later. It was looking a little bit more like he did have potential to come back. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think if it's going to be used they will try to sort of slide that in at the trade deadline to bring in a player, stay below the first apron. But of course, that would depend on where they are in the standings and whether they feel like they are that one player away type of team. All right. Uh, sadly, we are out of time for today. That will do it. Uh, Braggs, any final Hold thought? <laughs> yeah, we got one final thought uh, from a super chat that we didn't get to for another one from AK, another 499. We appreciate you, AK. <clears throat> With three-point shooters added, opposing teams will now have to do more than just two-three zone or just pack the paint. What say you? Yeah. I say great. <laughs> That's what happens when you get you get shooters. Yes. Awesome. This is what happens. Imagine when you get having shooters, more man. like it gives you options around Zach yeah. and Damar. You look like an NBA team. Would like be a, a nice modern thing. NBA team. Yeah. You get these things. And that's a good Maybe thing the Bulls will average more than 33 point attempts per game next season. I mean, I, I don't want to go ahead and assume that happens, but you're hoping. There's a, you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, appreciate hoping. the super chats as always, AK. Always love that you're rocking with us. Uh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us today, for throwing us your chats, uh, your super chats, uh, your likes, your subscribes. We appreciate all of them. 
We are off tomorrow. It is the 4th of July. Everybody go. Have a wonderful 4th of July. Be safe. Have fun. Um, yeah, be safe. Have fun. Uh, and then we'll That's come it. back on Wednesday. And then we're heading to Vegas at the back end of the week. Uh, so mm. fun things ahead for us here at CHGO Bulls and all y'all out there in Bulls Nation. Uh, until Wednesday's show, you can follow Will for all of his updates on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb. Big Dave is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Bulls underscore peck. We are CHGO underscore bulls shout out and huge. Thanks to our producer brags holding it down. Not only for us today, but CHGO shows across the board. You did it brags. You made it. <laughs> barely, barely. I'm going to have the biggest crown and Coke when I get home. I'm just like, you know, this still, is, this, is, is this easier than laying bricks out there? Brags. <laughs> <laughs> some well, tells my, me it is Braggs. i think you'll well, be all I'll, right I'll, I'll, say this, <laughs> I'll say this much my uh bosses and my co-workers are much nicer <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go man and we I appreciate think, you sir i think i caught somebody on that chicago sky team using the term brick by brick the other day i think i saw <laughs> that on twitter it's oh, spreading baby it's, it's spreading, spreading. Like get your disease. brick by brick bear shirt over there at the chgo merch locker that's Bragg's right. inspired. Um, right. All right. That's it for us. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We will talk to you Wednesday. Have a great 4th of July holiday. See red be good. Peace.